it appears after that long, long applause, but we got everybody, everything started, correct sequence. It's Thursday. It's 4 p.m. Central. I'm Fred McMurray, which means this must be... I don't know. I'm not hearing music. Are you? Yes, there's music. Okay, so then it's only me. So, I just love when technology kind (laughs) of fails us because I heard no music whatsoever there. So, it's going to be one of those days. But don't worry. According to all the other monitors I see, we're actually broadcasting and, and, and doing well. So I'm with my co-host, Ray Pillar and Elizabeth Denham. Uh, first, before we say anything, as I told um, Ray just a minute ago, congratulations on his um, now very public um, nuptials <laughs> or to be nuptials. Rocking away, yeah. Ray. Yep. Yep, very exciting. Very, very exciting. It is. It is, especially at this stage of life. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying now instead of saying I'm old. <laughs> You're in the next stage of life. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. You're and in you, the. You need a good person to manage that for you. <laughs> no, it's. We talk about the pillars of franchising, and it's. Uh, the goal of the pillars of franchising is to transfer the opportunity. And. and that's what we're getting a case study with on Ray as we go. <laughs> How's that one for you? There you go. You can check it off the success box on Pillar. Yeah. All right. So I'm obviously, as you can tell by my background, it's Ray weather today um, in, in Pismo. We're in the June gloom, um, but the ocean's still wonderful. So where's where's Ray? Where's Elizabeth? Well, Ray is at home and in Aurora. It is 86.7 degrees, sunny, with a nice breeze. It's a it's a comfortable day. A little warm, maybe, but uh, not too bad. Elizabeth, I'm here in sunny Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about 88 degrees. Humidity is. 65%, which is 30% lower than yesterday. This <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> is nice. It makes it a little more bearable. Um, we had storms all day yesterday, and then when they stopped, it was still hot with 96% humidity and no rain. So it's been a little muggy, but it's a, it's a really pretty day today. So happy about it. Yeah. It's a good day to be alive. <laughs> it is. I even like the storms. Yeah. I, oh, I love rain. I do. Yeah, especially on a weekend when you can curl up and read a book and hear the rain outside. Yeah. I'll I go out on my deck, rains, and, and just take in the smell of the, the fresh rain. It's yeah. a wonderful thing. I'll tell you. So who did I guess today, Elizabeth? One thing. I think one thing Fred has. One, one thing. <laughs> every day is a good day to be alive. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Now you can take us to our guest. Okay, are you going to bring her in, Fred? 
I'll bring her in, Elizabeth. All right. So today we have Renee Israel. She is the Chief Franchise Officer for Modern Restaurant Concepts, a national multi-brand restaurant platform focused on better-for-you concepts. Currently, that portfolio includes two health-forward, fast-casual brands, Modern Market Eatery and Lemonade Seasonal Cafeteria. Renee is also co-founder and former chief marketing officer of Doc Popcorns, the world's largest franchise retailer of popcorn, and she co-led the sale of that brand to uh, Dip and Doc, the frozen beaded ice cream brand in 2014. Um, so we are excited to have you here. Welcome to the show, Renee. How well, are you? <laughs> oh, you need to unmute yourself. Are you able to see me now? I think like as soon as you were starting to introduce me, it just went dark. <laughs> yeah, but we can see you now and we can hear you, so you are all good. Awesome. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Great. We are excited to have you here and learn all about your new brands coming out. I know you probably had some bumps in the road with the pandemic happening, but um, tell us a little bit about the modern market eatery. Sorry. Oh, oh, I forgot. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. Ray, go ahead. <laughs> Where are you and how's the weather? I mean, it sounds, this is just our thing, what we do on the show. <laughs> we just want to know where our guests are. <laughs> Absolutely. I am in Boulder, Colorado. Uh, oh. The weather is generally warm and sunny. Today, um, it looks like Armageddon is happening. You know, you can always see over the, the mountains. You just never know. In Colorado, we always say, um, if you don't like the weather, just wait five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, we're we're down we're like that down here a little bit too. Um, so anyway, now on to the modern market. Tell us a little bit about what you got going on now. Yeah, <laughs> we're ready now. So um so you know first you know I I think it's important to establish modern market because modern market isn't really known so much in the franchising space, but it's been around for about a decade. Um and um founders um Anthony Campo and Rob McCullen uh, came together because. They were both uber athletes and, you know, this is about, you know, 12 years ago where, you know, you're trying, you know, frustratingly when you're traveling, trying to find somewhere healthy to eat that isn't fancy fine food, but, um, but, you know, not your Q, you know, your typical QSR. And so, um, you know, they kind of resolved to go out and solve that problem for themselves and then hopefully for others. And so um, the first location opened in Boulder, Colorado, um, about, you know, 12 years ago. And since then, um, it has grown to nearly 30 locations in, um, in several states. And, I, you know, our strongholds are in Colorado, Arizona, and in Texas. And um, it's just an amazing offering. We are, we are all about um, helping our guests eat well and be happy. So, so tell us a little bit about the menu and, and the style of, of the restaurant. Well, what's, what, I, what I love about the menu is, you know, first of all, it's nourishing and delicious. And mm -hmm. so um, scratch-made food um, built on the idea of um, the creativity of scratch cooking techniques used in fine dining, but, um, but can get out at QSR speed. So we typically can get most of our orders out in um, six to seven minutes. And so um, not only is it nutritious and delicious but, um, and scratch made, but we can get it rather quickly and, and, and see, this is what I was talking about. You know, Hello. Yes. Hi. Uh, How are you? Um, I'm not sure, sweetie, but I'm, not, I'm in the middle of a broadcast, but <laughs> I love you. 
It just it never fails. <laughs> oh, that's so funny, but it's sweet, you know. This is yeah, what we're all living through right now. <laughs> I, I definitely got a little distracted there at the end. Um, so yeah, so the idea that um, you know that that the premise was built on the idea that the cooking techniques of scratch made food could be systematized and then offered to a franchise, and so um, they worked for twelve years to make that happen and. Um, we are in a place where we literally, as we talked about, had just gotten our franchise documents ready and then, and then COVID. And, um, you know, what, what I'm proud to say is that, you know, first of all, the team is amazing and, you know, you can do a lot of things in, in crises, right? And leaders rise in a time of crises. And, you know, I really feel like the entire leadership team it was in action, you know, from day one, um, ahead of the curve, learning and figuring out, you know, you know, how are we going to still serve our guests? You know, we're an essential business and our guests need us. So how are we going to um, keep serving guests? And so even though we, we do have dine-in and that's a big part of our business, fortunately, um, the organization has also leaned very heavily into technology um, long before COVID. And we had just launched an amazing website just prior so to the point when you're talking about the menu, um, we have salads, uh, bowls, uh, carved dishes, pizza. Um, we really run the gamut. You know, I, I like you know we like to say that we're we're like a, a, an elevated version of Panera for today, and mm -hmm. so um, anyone can come in and pretty much customize whatever they want. So we're we're super dietary friendly, and what's amazing if you go to our website, and I, I encourage you. To, to take a look because um, it's not a white label website. It has been built from the ground up in, in a way where, although we have names of dishes, like the wintergreen salad has dates and goat cheese and um, delicious lettuces. And you can go on there and you can pick wintergreen salad, but if I don't want goat cheese and I want a different kind of cheese, I can swap it out. If I want more than what's on the salad, I can swap it in. And so it's almost like every single dish is customizable to um, pretty much whatever you need um, and what you're in the mood for and what your dietary um, restrictions or, or wants and desires are are, um, are looking for. I think that's important in this day and age. A lot of people are, are missing that. Um, I know that for a while, some of, some of the fast food restaurants were, were trying that, but it seems to me that they've eliminated, of course, I don't eat in a fast food food restaurant much anymore <laughs> it's just just too much but uh, uh, th that's definitely a, a way to go I think yeah and I think you know and if you think about um, you know in terms of offering this as a franchise there are a lot of um, multi-unit franchise operators that are looking to diversify their portfolio um, you know they they might have a, um, a QSR or something in a different segment. And, you know, I really think that, you know, more and more just personally, we're all leaning into more healthy and immune building options. Mm -hmm. And hence, um, I think that there, there are a lot of folks looking for a concept like this, um, you know, but not just anybody can run a concept like this. So you, you, you know, we, we really look for people who um, are um, already operating uh, restaurant type model, franchise model in, in the food space. And, um, you know, but the processes make it so that, um, you know, a QSR franchisee could also run a fast casual like modern market. 
it is it is probably one of the more simple fast casual to run because of the systemization that has happened in the back of the house. So I, I find it exciting. I mean, I wish y'all were over this way more um, because the, the place. Well, we hope to be. <laughs> I know. Well, hopefully this pandemic will <laughs> get the heck out of here. The, the places that are trying to go more healthful and mindful of the, of the nutritional things here seem to be doing well. In a coastal city, you get a lot of beachgoers and a lot of active people. So um, what do you do in terms of training? Because it seems to me that you're going to have to have a staff, um, not just the owner, but the, everybody. Do they all know, like if I say I'm on a keto diet or I'm on the, you know, Atkins or low carb or whatever, they're going to have to help guide people through what offerings you have or how to customize it or that kind of thing. So I'm thinking there's, there's some training going on for that, right? Absolutely. And, you know, I have to say, you know, one of the first thing I did was, okay, like, you know, I want to roll up my sleeves, like get me in a location. I want to, I want to experience like every station, everything that happens. And, you know, because I was thinking like, wow, like, or, you know, knowing how delicious the food is and, and the, and how the, um, the scratch made processes, you know, I wanted to see like, how, you know, can people, can we hand over the keys, have somebody run this? And I was mm -hmm. amazingly, like, surprised at how um, the, it's just such a well-run line. And, you know, because it's not Chipotle. We're not scooping, you know, things out and just, you know, giving it to people on a plate. Like, we're actually making the dishes. And so mm -hmm. um, what I'll say is that, you know, the way that we have everything running is just, so smooth and people are cross-trained in stations. Um, but in terms of the recipes and the information about the ingredients and the allergens, I mean, everything is, is organized and, and available um, in um, a technological format and also in books. So um, somebody wants to just pull something up really quick on the screen, they can do it. But most people are trained over time and they'll learn a station and then they know that really well and they might be cross-trained on another station. And so you have a, a great team of people who can um, work, you know, almost anywhere in, in, in the restaurant and um, be leveraged for, for a lot of different, um, different spots. Right. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, but I think, you know, we, we also, because of our culture, I would feel like a lot of the people who work with us also know that um, they, they all have their own dietary needs and wants mm -hmm. and really respect the values and, 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 and the fact that we are really caring about the quality that we put out of our food. I mean, it really is about the food and, and everyone there and everyone on our team really takes an amazing care to, um, you know, to know the ingredients and know the menus and, um, there, we have delicious, um, you know, we have sustainable program for, for salmon and we have pulled pork and we have, um, we have um, chicken and we just have um, an amazing supply chain that uh, delivers on a protein program that I think is unlike almost anything out there today. Mm. And grass I love that. I think it's so needed too because the, my mother and her older, she never had food allergies growing up and as she's gotten into her 70s she's developed all of these allergies and you go to a some places and they're they're not conscious of that do you cross contaminate do you cook shrimp near chicken do you cook do you have red dye do you have you know um, i think that education is becoming more and more needed and more and more valued by yeah. people who children are having more food allergies people are having they're sticking stronger to stronger diets um, i don't want any sugar i don't want any whatever um, 
So I think it's I think it's really exciting. Yeah, that that's have, one yeah. of the values is that education level. Yeah, we have locations and team members that are certified specifically for, for training others. And so um, we take that very seriously. Um, and, um, you know, I think it's also important to note that we have three day parts as well. So our breakfast is, again, you know, just really elevated in terms of what we offer. Um, and a couple of those breakfast items are on the all day menu as well. Like we have something called, you know, like the everything avo toast and it is like my favorite thing and it has like you know, <laughs> the, you know, the smoked salmon is something like I would get back in New York you know I really miss good mm -hmm. New York you know deli salmon and we and they mm -hmm. you know I feel like we really have that in spades. <laughs> That's great. So you mentioned that uh, I think you said you had 30 locations in Boulder is that correct? No, that that would be a lot. Cause we only have a hundred thousand people in Boulder, but um, <laughs> we 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 have we have nearly thirty locations. We're actually opening two lo two new locations in the in the next um, thirty to sixty days here in Colorado, in Fort Collins and in um, Colorado Springs. But um, we we have our locations all over Colorado. We also have three in Arizona, and then we have about um, you know. A um, we also are in the airport here in Denver. We have a couple locations there, and we also have Notre Dame as a university location. So we've oh. tested a variety of different models and spaces mm -hmm. and, um, and demographics. And, um, you know, so we, we have a lot of um, optionality for um, a franchise owner that's looking for, um, for different options. So are those company stores or are they franchises? They, as, as I was explaining earlier, we, we are all company owned right now. And so... Okay. I, I I actually came on board just very recently to um, to start the franchise program for Modern Market um, because we're now at a point where we are ready to franchise and um, you know it's a it's just really an amazing uh, way for us to to grow and also for us to offer our um, helpful menu um, to more people across the country because. We really believe that you know getting good food to people is um, is really you know one of our missions is really about um, you know nourishing lives and you know that includes communities it includes our staff um, our future franchise owners and um, and our guests of course. So it's a ground floor franchise opportunity then. <laughs> it is a ground floor opportunity absolutely and. We, we need to take a quick commercial break, but after that, I want to, I want to talk more about that, and I want to talk more about how the pandemic has affected the launch of all of this, because I know you've had, had some hard decisions to make. But we're going to take a quick commercial break and um, come right back. Yeah, we always hope it's going to be a quick commercial break. One never knows. <laughs> But we want to thank the Link Local Network for broadcasting the show. Remind callers that they can call in at 323-580-5755. That's 323-580-5755. Also, you can chat at the website, and we got people from, well, several places uh, listening in. So, Or you can chat on Facebook or everyone else. Heidi and I got that man, but 323-580-5755. Uh, Tuesday mornings, you got uh, want to meet interesting people, uh, join us for virtual caffeinated connections and meet new and interesting people and drink coffee. Hey, franchise owners. 
How is your local marketing? Do you feel like you could use some help keeping up with your social media posts and comments and reviews? Do you wonder if you could be doing more to attract local customers? Are you able to identify new movements to your local area? At Westvine, we help franchisees like you reach more local customers through digital marketing. With daily monitoring, creative content, and ad placement, and customer data intelligence, we'll get your business in front of the people who want your products or services. We also work with franchisors who need an agency to handle the digital marketing for all of their locations. If you're ready to reach more local customers, give us a call at 805-265-5440 or visit us at westvine.com. That's 805-265-5440 or westvine with a y.com. Ever wonder how successful business people get educated about franchise business options? The Franchise Consulting Company is a group of over 100 franchise professionals with more than 2,000 years of franchise experience. We help our clients select and investigate franchise companies. And like a realtor, our services are free of charge to you. Our fees are paid by the seller. Reach out to us to learn more and get a free copy of the Franchise MBA, the number one bestseller and reviewed book on Amazon in the franchise category. Our website is thefranchiseconsultingcompany.com or feel free to call us on 800-321-6072. And want to thank HubSpot for uh, listing us in the uh, top 20 blog, po- blog sorry, podcasts you sh- must follow in franchising in 2020. Ray, what number is it? We are number one. <laughs> We're number one. So back to our wonderful show. Great. Thank you, Fred. Um, Renee, we, you and I spoke the other day, we were talking about some hard decisions that you've had to make during the pandemic in terms of when to start rolling out you know, your franchise sales and, and making your big push forward. So tell us what's been going on with that. Oh, yeah. You know, um, about hard decisions, just, you know, being able to, um, you know, think through, you know, with the pandemic, just, you know, the, the timing and, and, you know, how you move forward. And, you know, what, but what I was starting to say before and we we started out down a different track was that um you know the the company and I, the team has been so incredibly innovative and adaptable and i think that that's one of the strengths of the brand is that the the, the whole team just rallied around um making sure that we were in front of both being an essential business to our guests and also because we leaned so heavily into digital and had an amazing website to service people. I mean, we never did curbside before, but we did have 50% of our of our um, orders start digitally already. So I think that if you're a, if you were a, a concept or a, a, a restaurant that didn't have that tech, technical um, um, process in place um, to do delivery or be able to mm-hmm. um, you know set up curbside the way that we could so quickly. Um, I think that it, it's, it's, it's a challenge for, for a lot of concepts out there. I would say that we are faring um, as well or better than most because of the digital component that we have. We have an amazing app. We have um, 
we were able to put curbside into, into play very quickly. We have a supply chain that is better than you'll find at your local supermarket. And, and particularly in the beginning, it was like people just afraid to go to the grocery store or things were running out at the grocery store. And um, very quickly, the team said, let's, let's offer our delicious food from our supply chain. And um, we started doing grocery boxes very early. Um, in, and and um, we also offered more, um, you know, our, the catering program, which, has, which is a very strong component of our business. We were able to translate that into more family style meals. And so, um, so you know, we, we, we fared, you know, very well, but with a lot of, you know, ingenuity, innovation, and, and grit by a really incredible leadership and, um, and, and just, and our team. So, um, so I'll say as far as franchising goes, I think the, 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 what you think about is let's, let's focus relentlessly on operations. Let's make sure we're feeling like, you know, everything's moving in moment, momentum in the right direction from um, positive from a sales and profitability standpoint, um, getting all the cleanliness procedures down. Um, we already are, um, you know, above and beyond in that category. But now, of course, you know, even more so. And, you know, I think now people are really concerned, not just about, you know, how their food tastes, but, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of, you know, research and studies that have, of course, come out that, you know, the first question now is, you know, how, you know, how clean is it? And are people wearing gloves? Are they wearing masks? Um, how are my food being prepared? How many people are back there? Um, and, you know, we're super transparent about it all and have been, um, you know, really on the forefront of that. And I'll, and, I'll, and I'll say that, you know, one of the things that, that I, around the pandemic that also kind of rose up what kind of a brand modern market is, is um, Anthony Campo, our founder, said, you know, how can we help other restaurants? And so, you know, a campaign got, got started. It was very um, grassroots and it was called At Save Restaurants. And you, you may have, there were others about, you know, like the Great American Takeout that people jumped onto, but, but At Save Restaurants was really about educating the guests that it was safe to go and eat at your local restaurant, that we were here to help. Um, we had um, a lot of um, community efforts to offer 50% off to anyone who wanted to come in and purchase, purchase um, meals for frontline workers or any vulnerable communities. And, you know, we just really when, when it, again, when I feel like when there's a crisis, it's like, do you really live your core values? And I feel like for us, it's about, you know, everything from, um, you know, nourishing bodies, lives, and communities, and uh, delivering radical hospitality from the inside out, which means caring for our people and our guests, and um, making tomorrow better than today. And so we really just you know, wanted to be there for, for the communities that, that we were serving. Yeah, I think that's amazing. And I think during the pandemic, you've really seen the cream rise to the top in terms of leadership. You see the people who really do live their core values mm-hmm. and taking care of their employees. And I think one of the most valuable things that you mentioned was transparency um, and making people feel that they can trust you, that you're going to be honest with how many people are back there, how their food's being prepared, that the safety is there. Yeah. Um, and when you have a health forward brand, it's not just about the healthy food. It's about the healthy preparation and the healthy supply chain that gets the, you know, the quality food into those places. So I, I really think that's, that's got to be exciting for you, having come on recently, that it validates that you made a good choice. 
Well, it's interesting because, you know, from, from a story perspective, um, you know, as, as I think, you know, um, you know, I, I came out of, you know, I came into franchising, you know, not because I was looking to, but because it was by accident, because my husband and I started a business, we started Doc Popcorn, and we, and that was a health forward brand, that was all about finding the, you know, a, the best for you um, snack in a high traffic venue. And when we started doing that business, we realized very quickly that we wanted to um, get this out to more people. And, and we love coaching others and we love coaching entrepreneurs and, and, you know, offering our concept as a franchise just made so much sense on so many levels um, because we really wanted to get our healthy snack out, out beyond um, the borders of Colorado. Um, fast forward, you know, we had sold that business and, um, I was just doing a lot of consulting for emerging brands, but um, Anthony and I live in the same town and I, I know him, you know, both through business and as an athlete and as, um, you know, a, a, you know, an amazing you know, skier and mountain bike rider and, you know, just living the lifestyle, the, the clean lifestyle that, that many of us live here in Boulder. And um, when he mentioned that he was, that he was excited to, um, grow the brand and, and do it through franchising. Um, I wasn't looking specifically to um, to work for a company again. And uh, I was so excited about what was happening here that I just jumped in and said, you know what, I, I really want to be part of this because it's really special. And I, I, I just really truly believe in my own core values that we need more health food in the world because if you can have access to delicious, healthy, affordable food, more people will eat it, and then more people will be healthier because of what they put in their body. And, and, I, and I really believe that that affects everything all the way down to the, um, you know, our, 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 our medical system today, which is, um, is based on like a little bit of a, it's more penalistic. It's like you, if you if you get, if you get sick, you know, there's, I feel like there's now opportunities for insurance companies to award people that eat at certain restaurants that um, go to fitness establishments that, that establish a healthy lifestyle that'll help people be in more of a preventative state of mind instead of um, a reactive state of mind. And um, modern market is part of that lifestyle. It's definitely, you know, Part of the way the restaurant industry is evolving nowadays. Uh, my dad was a restaurateur and things were a lot different in the 50s and 60s. Um, he used to take us out every week to a different restaurant just to see what the menus were like, what the pricing was like. So I know things have really changed, especially from the health standpoint. So if uh, have you you have not sold the first franchise yet? So what what are what are your what it's going to cost to get someone involved in your franchise? Um, well, it, it our our franchise offering in terms of the initial investment starts at seven fifty five, um, goes up to about a million four depending on the model. But you know our sweet spot is you know twenty two hundred to um, like twenty two hundred to twenty three hundred square feet. Um, and, um, we have, uh, you know, a $45,000 franchise fee and 5% royalty. So, you know, I would say, you know, somewhat typical of a, of a fast casual franchise and, um, 
you know, but in terms of what we offer, uh, uh, you know, in terms of uh, the type of concept that we have, there's a lot of healthy concepts that have sprung up as of late, but none of them are franchised. And that's because it's actually really hard to systematize scratch-made cooking. And mm -hmm. Modern Market has done an amazing job of doing that to, so that they are able to offer it in this way. I mean, you think about, um, you know, kava and, um, you know, sweet green or flower child. I mean, those are, those are all admirable concepts, but I'll say that our menu is, is much more um, health forward, diversified, and um, you can't franchise those. <laughs> so right. I really feel like, you know, Modern Market is one of the only ones out there with this full breadth of offering um, in the um, nutritious, healthy space. That's the type of place that almost anyone can go and find something they love. I mean, not to stereotype, but like if dad wants meat and potatoes, we have amazing grass-fed, 100% grass-fed steak and the most delicious mashed potatoes that you can, that you can have. Um, you know, my daughter comes in, the, the mac and cheese is off the hook. Um, you know, so we have those little indulgences, but then for those who are coming in because they have dietary needs or desires, um, as I had said before, it's, it's a very customizable opportunity with, um, with super fresh ingredients. Um, you know, just think about modern market, you know, and how you think about the name. It, it's like the market, like we're, sh we're shopping on the perimeter, mm -hmm. not in the middle of the store. Right, right. <laughs> Where unhealthy food is. <laughs> I think that's very important that you, you are going to be serving people from both ends of the spectrum as far as healthy food goes, because I'm, Myself, kind of a meat and potatoes type person. And well, we have something for you, so it's perfect. <laughs> and it's been way better than what you get anyplace else. <laughs> You'd be so bold. <laughs> so shifting directions a little bit, you, you came up with um, Doc Popcorn as a founder, um, and you have shifted into working with another founder on another brand. What, how, how do you find that transition? And it's got to be a whole different experience because somebody else's baby, so to speak. <laughs> so, so how have you found that experience for you? Well, you know, it's, in all honesty, it's, um, there's some things that are very much the same and some things that, that feel very different. Um, you know, my husband and I, so my husband's the idea guy. So I, I call, he, he's the, the true entrepreneur that just always has like ideas like popping out of his head, you know, all day long. And, <laughs> Um, you know, it, it, and, you know, and I'm more the, I'm entrepreneurial, like I'm resourceful. I have grit. I don't give up. And I have a lot of skills, right? Like I had the brand, you know, um, you know, brand and, and just, you know, business management and, um, and, um, what else do I do? Um, <laughs> I wrote our business plan, but, um, you know, my husband and I have very different skill sets. And so right. I felt like, you know, coming in, I was not the one who came up with the idea for Doc Popcorn, but I'm the one that recognizes amazing ideas and helps people connect the dots to bring their brand aspirations to fruition. And right. I feel like you're the executor. Yeah. I, with the executor, but I, 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 my superpower is being a, a connector of mm -hmm. disparate ideas and people and concepts and, and living the brand aspiration that, that someone is hoping to achieve. And so I feel like 
modern markets, and I'm also very attracted to modern markets brand. You know, so at Doc Popcorn, my role was chief marketing officer. So my whole career was based on marketing and branding. Um, and then I, I acquired this this um, this knowledge and skill set around uh, franchising as, as a business. And I love my franchise family. I mean, as you know, it's just it's a small industry, and we all help each other and um, and just have such a nice um, you know, a community. And I, I love this community and I love that I get to do it again. I love that I get to prevent someone from making a lot of the same, the same mistakes that we had made in the past. And I, I do really enjoy coaching others. And so I feel like this is, a, this is job is, is many. It's, it's executing, it's coaching, it's um, being in an advisory role because I'm bringing a lot of expertise to the situation um, because I actually lived it myself, and there are days I just I can just look at at Anthony and say, oh gosh, I I know exactly, I know exactly what you're thinking, <laughs> and, and, and I and I just really, um, but you know they've they've what I what I think is very important to know though because we're talking about modern market as if it's like this baby brand that's it, it is a ground floor opportunity, but I just want to stress that it took a dozen years to get to where they are today. They engineered the the systems and the processes and and the, the menu to the degree that is just really ready to share with the world and um and 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 you know people took note of that and so I think it's a strong concept is um, the holding company that has both Modern Market and also a brand called Lemonade which is also um, right now um, a, a 28 unit chain. Uh, out in California that is um, a, like seasonal cafeteria. And so that's more of your scooping in the line kind of, um, op, you know, um, concepts, but it's, it's all super fresh. You know, just think about, you know, what California seasonal cuisine means to people. And, and that brand is just, you know, just very exciting to people out in California to the degree where I think that once we are very soon ready to offer lemonade, I think that that's another, you know, very grand opportunity for somebody who wants to be in again on a ground floor, but with, with two seasoned brands that have been around for a long time with um, a holding company that are sharing um, infrastructure and values and, and, and leadership, um, you know, modern market bought lemonade because it took, it took, they want to take the infrastructure and the processes that were built with Modern Market and apply them to Lemonade. And they've been taking the last um, year and a half, almost two years now doing that. And so it soon too will be um, another great concept ready to offer um, to um, restaurateurs and franchisees that would be interested in, in that opportunity. So, um, and, you know, and it all is, has the um, the strength and the financial strength of, of a private equity firm that um, that invested um, now almost two years ago also and so the trajectory of this brand is is it's not you know kind of just on its own has a couple units and is starting to franchise it's been a very uh, systematic process to get to where we are um, to be to be ready to go out and, and do what we're doing. So in terms of, of leadership, and, and you talked about consulting and advising being part of your role, um, what are some things that you wish you had known when you 
started with dogs, popcorn, and the franchising process, what would you advise some people to avoid? <laughs> wow. Um, you know, one of, one of, I think that the thing, the biggest thing that always comes up for me as, as, you know, again, having been, was being the chief marketing officer was that when we had our first franchise agreement, we didn't include a marketing fee for the marketing fund. And the idea initially was, well, we don't really need that. We're in high traffic venues where we're, it's like automatic marketing. It's a captive audience. And, um, and we don't need that right now because we'll just wait till we build a brand a little bit and then and then we can you know then we can start charging the franchise um, the, uh, the the marketing fee and you know as we all know in franchising you know those of us who who know um, going back and doing that number one is very difficult to do um, number two if we had started out that way we would have been able to spend. The, um, the efforts to build a fund that could have been used for, for initiatives that we were like, oh, I wish I had money for that. Oh, well, I would have if I started that marketing fund <laughs> when we started the business, the franchising business. So, um, but I, I see that all the time still when um, I talk to folks that are thinking about franchising or they're, they're at that point and they're already working on their FED and it's like, oh, you know, can you look at this for me? You know, just as a favor. And I'm like, sure. And, and then, you know, it's like, oh, well, why do you have a marketing fee in here? Like, well, we just don't need it right now. And I'm like, well, let me tell you why you need it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can tell you why you need that marketing fee. Um, and, it, and it's not for any reason. It's not, it's, it, it, it's to the benefit of all. It's to the benefit of the franchisees. It's to the benefit of, of, of the franchisor. And so, um, you know, that's, that's a big one. Um, and then I think just, I think, you know, as a, as a franchisor too, if you, whether you're starting a franchise from scratch because you start as a franchise company, or if you decide after you've proven yourself for, for a while that you're, that you want to grow through franchising, um, I think it's hard as a leader sometimes to know um, the right seats on the bus at the right time. And the people that helped you in the very beginning are not always necessarily the people that are going to be with you when you hit unit 25 or unit 100 or, you know, a thousand. And it's just very different people that generally run those companies or are, are um, running the positions that they're in. And so, um, I would say that there were a lot of really painful decisions around people that we had to, we moved to another role, but then that role didn't work either. And eventually after we moved a couple people around, we just knew that we couldn't, we, we, we just didn't have a place for them any longer um, in the way that they wanted to be part of what we were doing. And so um, those are just hard decisions. And, you know, I think you try first to look ahead and see where you can move people as you grow and have the boxes that you need to move people into and start mm -hmm. cross-training those skills early so that you can keep people and, and keep cross-training them and, and keep moving them forward. Because mm -hmm. um, I think that it's really important as leaders to, um, you know, find ways to grow people with your company. But, um, but sometimes different roles required, you know, is, you know, different sets of skills as you grow. Yeah. Um, you know, I can, you know, I, I think in the world there are, um, there are, you know, people who kind of run the store, so to speak. I mean, just, you know, kind of running the maintenance of day-to-day -day efforts and, you know, we want to, you know, get 
one or two more percent, you know, in our um, in our sales. Um, and then there are people who are the who are builders, and then there are turnaround people, and there are the entrepreneurs who start it all. And they're not necessarily can all be in all of those boxes. Yeah, yeah, those are some great points. Um, we're going to take a quick another commercial break, and then when we come back, Ray, uh, you can have the next question. We'll be right back. Okay. The Franchise Woman is a bi-monthly digital magazine that empowers women as they navigate the franchising industry by providing relevant news, tools, advice, and inspiration. We are a resource for women who are seeking to own their own businesses, improve their existing businesses, find creative solutions, and take advantage of franchise opportunities. We feature women in the business who best exemplify our ideals and have something to teach our readers. In addition to our exclusive articles relating to the female entrepreneur, we also feature brands that are geared for women. Women have become the fastest growing sector in business ownership and have become a powerful, influenceable force fueling the economy. The Franchise Women will give you the news that is relevant to you to help you navigate the path of successful franchise ownership. By women, for women, and about women. We are the Franchise Women. Join us today at www.thefranchisewoman.com. Welcome back. Ray, are you ready with your question? I am. So uh, we ended the last segment. You talked about the different types of franchise owners that there are, are out there. So what do you envision the franchise owners? What, what type of person are you looking for? for your franchise? It's really interesting you ask that because it's, it's been um, a topic, um, it's always a topic, I think. And I, I think it's interesting when, you know, franchisors go out and they just start marketing and they don't really know who they're, who they're looking for. Mm -hmm. um, and as a marketer, that's something that's near and dear to, to, to my heart that, you know, we get the right people with the right it and really, you know, exemplifying the culture that we want to bring forward. So what I will say about our brand is that, you know, first and foremost, I think that you have to care about the quality of food. Um, I, you know, I think it's really important that you're, you have a level of detail oriented ways about you that, you know, that you want to have a level of consistency, uh, quality that go, and presentation that goes to, to the guests, our, our, our food is beautiful. It's, it's very photogenic and it's also <laughs> delicious. And so we need people who will nurture that. Um, I think also that, uh, you know, that tech forward is important because we really embrace technology, which I think, you know, COVID has shown more than ever how important that is. I think a lot of the brands that might not, you know, so unfortunately, accelerating the inevitable that might not be here post-COVID um, just did not keep step with whether it's technology or food trends or you know what the what the guest of the modern guest is really looking for today. And so um, you know somebody who embraces the fact that we are an innovator who wants to serve our guests however they want to be served. And, and make sure that we're in a position to do that and, and always be relevant. Um, and then, you know, and most importantly, you know, they our, our franchise owners and partners, they or their designated operating partner would have to have um, restaurant experience. So um, this is not a, an opportunity that is for 
um, just the, the average brand fan that comes in and says, oh, I love Modern Market. I really want to own a franchise. I, I, I like, you know, how do I do that? Um, or somebody who just, you know, wants to write a check because they, they have the net worth and financial requirements. Um, it, you know, they, they really need to, um, you know, have that, that level of experience and, and depth of, of operating, um, you know, a multi-unit franchise. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I hope that we maintain that, 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 you know, that path, because I, I do think that, as you know, it's really important to pick the right people and your first five to 10 are so, so important. And, mm -hmm. and I think, you know, it's interesting because in the, in the fast casual in the restaurant space, when you're talking about multi-unit franchisees, you're not just talking about everyone's like, oh, well, you're marketing to a company. And I'm like, no, no, no. It's always still comes down to an individual. It's like, who is the champion of this brand? And so um, I just really feel that um, people that will be pioneering, even though it's kind of a, you know, an oxymoron in franchising because franchisees follow a system and we want yeah. them to follow a system. But you know, the first five to 10 are going to look at the trends, look at what we've built, look at our our leadership team and say, I want the ground floor opportunity. I want to be a trailblazer and I want to have, you know, a wide open space to build a brand in. And that's also, I think, an interesting point of differentiation um, when you, when you work with, with, um, I don't want to say a, a young brand, it's an experienced brand, but it's, it's, it's a new brand in, in franchising. And so, um, so that, that type of person is going to be important as well. So in, um, in the May issue of the Franchise Woman, uh, our next issue is coming out on Wednesday uh, for July, but in the May one, we talk a lot about uh, paying it forward um, because we try to talk about qualities that envelop all women. Um, so we have picked out quite a few. So I was just curious in terms of either in your brand or you personally, do you have some, some things that speak to you in terms of community engagement, paying it forward, mentorship? Um, what kinds of things drive you in that way? Um, uh, you know, a few things. So um, in, from, a, from in my community, I'm on the board of an organization called Bridge House and they um, address homelessness, but it, the way they address homelessness is through social enterprise. And so I'm passionate about this notion of it's not just like fundraising for the sake of fundraising and we need to, and yes, we need to feed vulnerable populations and it's super important, but what they're doing is they actually have a community table kitchen. They have a, 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 a couple of different brands, a brownie brand, and they do catering and they do all these different things. And so I get to lend that like the food expertise to that organization in their social enterprise. And so, you know, from a passionate pay forward, pay it forward perspective, I just love helping other entrepreneurs and, and selfishly, I, I like helping women entrepreneurs, but I, yeah. I, I'm a, I'm an, I'm definitely an open ended. Uh, I, I help, you know, both men and women. I think that just like we as women want to have men supporting women in positions of leadership. I think that it's equally important that women support men to get to their position of leadership or to obtain their goal or build their brand. And so, um, you know, I, I, I definitely, I set aside probably, you know, two appointments a week where I take a call that's just 
in a lot more during COVID, it seems, but, but just in general, I, I have this like number in my head that every week, you know, there's going to be two calls that are helping somebody who has a question. And it's, gener it's generally in franchising. It's generally about, you know, trying to figure out an emerging brand or, um, or a leadership issue that, that somebody's struggling with with a team. Um, but I'm pretty passionate about, about that bucket. And then, and then from a modern market standpoint, which is why I said earlier I jumped in, is because I'm super passionate about health and fitness. And so um, the fact that I get to every day support a brand that, is, that aligns with my own personal core values um, I feel like this is also a way that I personally get to pay it forward, but our brand does the same thing. You know, a lot, oftentimes we get like, you know, how do you help your community? And I'm like, well, all the ways that we talked about earlier, where we helped our community by having um, deep discounted meals for, you know, for the front lines and for people, vulnerable populations and whatever we had to put forth. But um, we also um, just help communities just by being there, by being an affordable, delicious option for people to um, to have um, a choice when when they're going out to eat. Yeah, well, I, I love that too because when you're we talk about in the magazine a lot when your passion and purpose align, it, it is a recipe for success, and it sounds like yeah. you have found that in in the ventures that you have taken on. And and all the people at the and all of the, the entire leadership team and 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 many of our of our team they all also have that as part mm -hmm. of their vernacular and their lifestyle and um, I I think it makes a huge difference when you have people in positions where they they can be passionate about it and believe in it mm -hmm. and um, not just be going through the motions because you know I think today even though. Um, you know, when you're hiring somebody, you know, the dollars are the dollars, but, um, but people want to know that they're making an impact and they're able to make a difference and they're helping make the world a better place. And, um, you know, I feel I get to do that at Modern Market every day. So that's really fortunate for me. Yeah, that's exciting. Then it's, then it's not a job. It's a, it's a passion. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is a passion. <laughs> All right, on that note, I think that's a great note to, to wrap it up. We're running short on time. Ray, would you like to ask our final question? I certainly will. told me he always has hats, and so <laughs> I brought my, my modern market hat. Your modern market hat. you got to wear the brand. <laughs> that's a nice hat. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, the final question here is before we get into, are we going to get into the rabbit hole today? Yeah. Oh, all right. So oh, uh, yeah, rabbit hole. Where are we going today? <laughs> before the rabbit hole. We want to let all our viewers know how they can get a hold of you if they're interested in your franchise. You know, I think we've gotten a lot of people excited about it. So tell them how do how do they, how do they get a hold of you? They can go to modernmarket.com uh, backslash franchise, um, and uh, they can find my number there, and uh, they can fill out a form. They can send me an email, whatever makes them feel comfortable. Um, they can find me on LinkedIn as well. So. Um, want to find me um, that's easy to do at Renee Israel on LinkedIn with um, Modern Restaurant Concepts. And of course the show and all your information is going to be on Pillars of Franchising webpage so they can look there as well. Thank you. All right so Fred would you like to take us down the rabbit hole? Of course I'd like to take us down the rabbit hole. Come see me. Okay <laughs> folks so as uh, as you may or may not have noted recently, there is 
legislation pending, I think, in the Senate directing the Pentagon and, and Department of Defense to uh, come up with a document of all the unclassified information that they can on UFOs, prompted in part by the recent uh, public acknowledgement of the Navy of multiple uh, UFO encounter footage. So how will in the coming either alien invasion or alien vacationers, depending on your viewpoint, how will modern market eatery determine the healthiest menus for the aliens, especially given that there could be multiple alien races? <laughs> okay. I still have an answer for that one. We... <laughs> We have an ingredient, you know, every ingredient matters and we, and, every, and that includes um, our staff and our team and our franchisees. And it also includes aliens. And so we have an ingredient and a, and a dish and a bowl and a pizza and a salad and a sandwich. We have pretty much anything that any little alien would want. In fact, I, I will personally deliver it to Devil's Tower in Wyoming, where I just spent two weeks with my family in an RV, which is a whole other rabbit hole we could all go down. Close <laughs> encounters of the third kind. What was that? That's a different show that's being developed, but we won't talk about that now. That was good. Yeah, that was good. Very good. So, want to thank our uh, guest, um, Renee Israel, my co-host Ray Pillar, and Elizabeth Denham. This has been another, as usual, strange, weird, educational, and entertaining episode of. Thank you.